Dearest Kick-Ons listeners, we hereby invite you to the hottest happenings in Aotearoa. We are here to let you know where you should be and when you should be there. No need to RSVP, it's invite only. And you're on the list. The night is young, no we're not done. Party back at ours, everybody's welcome to the kick-ons. You're welcome. Welcome to Kick-ons, the pop culture after-party for people who want just a little more. Kia ora, Jason. Kia ora, Steph. It's oh, like, were you going to call me another name? Nah, you know, I've been calling you <laughs> Stephanie a lot recently. I got called Stephanie today by someone who's never called me Stephanie before, and I was like, oh, kind of hot. <laughs> was it like daddy vibes? No, it was just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassed yourself? <laughs> oh, no, I'm going red. Um, okay. Perfect timing. It's red. It's red it's season. It's red season. Yeah, we haven't talked about it yet on the podcast. Um, wow. We might today. We might today. We might today. We're going to take you, um, this is our envelope. You're opening the envelope and we're inviting you today to meet Jenny Mitchell. Jenny is an award-winning alt-country artist whose latest release, Trouble Finds a Girl, has pierced through the noise. Written alongside and produced by Tammy Nielsen, Trouble Finds a Girl tackles women's experience navigating through the world and advocates for change. Here to tell us all about it is Jenny Mitchell. Welcome to Kick On. Thank you. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, we're so excited to have you here. Tell us what like the last few months has been like releasing this song, etc., etc. And how are you? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, new to Wellington, so that has are been you? a big part. Yes. I've been here for I think two months. Okay, because oh, wow. your Instagram profile still yes. says Dunedin. Oh, does it? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah I, to, I was like, what? Yeah, no. <laughs> so that has actually been a big part of. The, yeah, like personally, that's been a big thing going on. And Trouble is my first original release of like a new song um, for two, three, three years, actually, not two years. So that's been really exciting and, and there's been a lot of newness happening in my life. So yeah, yeah it's, it's a good time, I think. What brought on the mood? Yeah. Um, I studied in Dunedin, so I was born and bred in Gore in Southland. Oh, yes. that's, yeah, the yeah. R's. Yeah. <laughs> down in Dunedin um, for I think a year yeah after um, I graduated and kind of just needed a fresh start Um, I loved Otago while I was a student and it was just awesome but I always looked at the gig guide in Wellington and was jealous of it and things like that and then a job came up here that um, I'm currently doing in my my day job life and it's it's really cool so just sort of all slotted into place that um yeah, we found a house and two of my best friends moved up. We all got jobs within like a month. So oh. we're living here together and yeah. It's all from fun. Dunedin, you all came out together? Yeah. Oh, oh that's really cute. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. Do you agree that um, Dunedin and Wellington are kind of similar in terms of the people or like the vibe? I think vibes? so, yeah. Like there's definitely some um, areas of Wellington even that look like sort of Studentville of Dunedin, mm. I noticed. 
Um, and we've been to a few flat parties that are somewhat similar. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, yes. so I think there's, um, obviously, there's lots of young people, so it kind of feels the same. But I just love, like, we just didn't really have anything. Like, I've been to a couple of comedy gigs. I've never been to a comedy gig before and things like that that you don't really have so much down south. So yeah. there's definitely more going on and always somewhere new to eat or stuff like that, which we've really been enjoying. So. Oh, welcome. We're happy yeah. to have you. Yes. So <laughs> I read in um, a couple of interviews that you've done before that you, speaking of flat parties, that you were yes. someone who, like, played gigs at parties. Or at houses. houses. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't done them in a while, just um, only because I haven't gigged in a while. But I started doing them years and years ago. And my mum actually hosts them in Gore. So we're big house concert fans. Um, so, That's so cool. They're kind of like, um, rather than a party, they're like a sit down and listen show. Yeah. Um, and like when mum and me, mum and I host them, um, we will get an artist and they'll be sort of set up in the corner and I fairy see. lights and stuff. And people will come in and often they'll bring like a plate of something and it's sort of a real community kind of get together and have a couple of wines and you're literally as far away as we are from the artist so it's a really cool way whether you're I love going to them but I love playing them because I can actually see like you can see when people blink so it's like you're really connected yeah. and you know when something lands and when it doesn't land and you know <laughs> stuff like that so yeah it's really fun so your family is a musical family yes gorgeous <laughs> mum's actually not but mum's a great um event organizer and okay. promoter we need those <laughs> <Yes>. you need <laughs> those <laughs> yeah but dad um dad sort of started us all into music and my younger sisters are very musical too so Definitely, yeah, grew up with a lot of music and we all have a shared love of it. Yeah, and you perform with your sisters quite a bit, eh? Yes, they actually just came up. Um, they've just gone home. I haven't seen them since I moved and they came up and had a Wellington experience. What did you do with them? Yeah. Um, we did a lot. We ate a lot of delicious food out yeah. and about and um, there's a few more shops here than there is in Gore, so they were excited to experience <laughs> that. But we actually went to um, Zealandia and did the night tour and it was amazing like oh, wow. every single person I've seen since I'm like you've got to go so <laughs> yeah it was really cool it was like two and a half hours dark and we could hear Kiwi we didn't see any but I think often you do see them when you go whoa um, do you have a head torch on yes they give you a little like light that you can see okay. and saw like um Takahe and um Kaka and we heard lots of more pork and Weta, which I was not oh, keen on. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, scary. no, we'll that <laughs> But anyway, yeah, it was really cool. So, so um, nice. Yeah, and we were actually meant to be playing a gig um, that night here in Wellington. They were, that's what they had booked the flights for. I see. So that was a bit bittersweet, but it was still really fun. Um, and yeah, we had a great time touring sort of between this lockdown and the first lockdown. There was that beautiful time where we could all just do whatever we wanted and so the girls and I um we hadn't toured together before and and we had a really special time just getting out and about and them seeing a lot of New Zealand they'd never seen before and um yeah it was really special do you write with them as well as sing with them yes we've just started they um they are a bit reluctant to they write a little bit on their own but I have always been I love writing and I just need it to cope <laughs> with <Yeah>. life whereas <laughs> I think they love playing a lot and um, I'm sort of trying to yeah encourage them to get writing a bit more and we have been doing I spent this last lockdown with them in Gore and we did some writing then and um, yeah it's really quite special to be able to do that with them it's pretty cool how did you <laughs> like discover writing like have you been someone who's just like has written forever 
No, I think I um like I've played and sung since I was four or something. Like that's always been. I don't remember not doing singing, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't start writing. I went to um, my mum's family's from Ireland, and I went there when I was eleven. And I was really sad when we had to leave. We were like leaving, and I was all these people that had curly hair like me and looked like mum. And I was like, I don't want to go. And I think it was my first heartbreak experience. Like I didn't know what that was, and you know, and so I was like, I don't know what to do with (laughs) these. And so I actually wrote my first song while I was there, which was an awful song. But it was that was the first time that I was like, I need to do something with these yeah I was just really overwhelmed by it and then when I came back I wrote for years I wrote these like really sad like longing for Ireland songs and stuff oh <laughs> it's like a 12 year old so have you been back yes I did I went okay. back um at 18 which was awesome wow and, yeah super fun and wrote again like was very inspired when I was there but yeah that's where it, where it all started wow yeah. <laughs> was it always country music like having grown up in Gaul there's such a I guess community of country music artists down there yeah they're kind of like um, we obviously have events during the year and we now have a festival um, around Queen's birthday called Tussock Country which is like people come from all over New Zealand and the town fills up with country music and it's awesome but I think my people think that if you're from Gore that it just happens like no matter what but yeah. definitely comes from like dad and, and, and mum as well and just them playing Dolly Parton and people like that oh, so <laughs> in the cool. house so I think yeah it, it really come comes from yeah my upbringing rather than gore itself but it's obviously yeah. part of it too so is your writing process like it all just comes out onto the paper like you've obviously got such a connection to it and you it's a real emotional like a reaction to emotion um it's different every time i think mm. like sometimes i'll just be like noodling around on the guitar and i think oh that sounds cool um i think my best songs in my humble opinion are <laughs> ones that come from something that happens to me and then I'm like I get like the Ireland thing I was like I need to sit down and do something with these emotions but um I also as I've I don't know gotten older I guess and just gotten busier and um yeah Mm. other priorities kind of take over I find now that I really have to like make time to actually sit down and and be a bit disciplined about it rather than when I was at high school it was like I come home and just play guitar for hours and didn't have anywhere to be so I think as I've yeah, growing up, there's been changes to the process, but generally, um, I'm thinking about words when I'm writing, like, it's mm. all about where the story starts and where it ends for me, so, yeah, I'm usually thinking about that, and then sort of playing guitar along with it, I think, mm. would be, yeah, that's the process. That's so, cool. <laughs> so, how did writing a song with Tammy Nielsen come about? Because also, in a lot of the interviews that I've read, you have, like, Said the name Tammy Nielsen. Fangirl. Yeah, like, <laughs> I know. Did you manifest it? Oh, no. <laughs> Honestly, I've been manifesting it for years. But um, yeah, it's so funny. Tammy and I have spoken about it quite a lot because she very much understands how long I have been a fangirl for. And like, I used to go to her shows when I, I think the first one was when I was about nine. And I can remember it. Like, I can see her standing oh. there and the dress she was wearing. And everything, it was actually in Gore at the um, Country Music Awards. Wow. And I think, like, obviously at the time, you don't know those things, but when she had, like, the same colour here as me, and she was, like, playing this guitar, and I was, like, 
I think now when I look back at it and her and I've spoken about it a lot that that was the first time I'd seen someone like me even mm. though she doesn't really sound like me and you know there's lots of differences and stuff I've, I've really felt like that was a big moment for me thinking like oh that's like a girl with a guitar singing and that's cool and maybe I would like to do that and I was already um like through dad and, and through different people in the music community I was already out and about singing and stuff but I remember that and I remember buying her record and I had like I still have like every single cd and like all kinds <laughs> of stuff and so she yeah has just been like she is always on my Spotify rap. She's like number one. <laughs> yeah. So she really is like the artist of my life. Like all of her, I know pretty much every word to every song. And yeah, so I'm, I'm a big fan basically. And I could talk for ages about it. But <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And I just, along with, I mean, I think she's a beautiful songwriter and an amazing um, performer, obviously. Like she's so um, energetic and charismatic and all these things, but I've, been really fortunate to then watch her behind the scenes and watch her how she treats people and how she treats her managers and her agents and the sound team and everything and so when I watched that I was just like I just I just don't think I could ask for anyone better to kind of like guide me through yeah so yeah so it was just um it was pretty surreal that uh, I had actually some friends from primary school that messaged me when Trouble came out and they were like, we remember you like bringing Tammy CDs to primary school and being like, guys, you need to listen to this. <laughs> so yeah, it was pretty cool. And um, it was my 22nd birthday and we were at a, a Song Hubs event, which is run by um, APRA, which is like the music body in New Zealand. And they get a bunch of songwriters together and you've got a week of, um, you wake up in the morning and it says like, Jason's writing with whoever and whoever and whoever and then you just have to go into the room and you've got the day to write the song and record a demo and then share it with everybody so it's pretty intimidating thing wow, but yeah. super fun was this your first song hubs I'd been once before okay. um, and Tammy was actually at that one as well but we didn't get to write together so um, first day of the song hubs and my birthday and it was like Tammy Nielsen and Judy and I was like <laughs> so, Stars of a yeah, it, it was so exciting and so we went into the room and um there was also some other writers in the room too and I just as soon as I saw the name I was like I think I actually know sometimes you go in and you don't really know what you're gonna write about and you end up sitting down and just talking about each other's lives for a while and then grabbing something but I just knew I'd been thinking a lot about the subject matter of Trouble Finds a Girl and so I sort of started talking to her about it and we were definitely on the same wavelength and so yeah, yeah that's where it all began <laughs> wow when you okay so your name and her name are together as one <laughs> and do you panic or are you just like okay this is this is it I think um there definitely like was a little bit of panic but <laughs> yeah. I think because we we've listened to a lot of the same artists we love a lot of the same music and yeah. stuff so there's something quite special about and it was actually the same once we were in the recording room and she was producing um like she referenced a, a, a vocalist the lead vocalist of the Dixie Chicks mm. and she said like you need to make it a little bit more like this and I knew exactly what she was talking about so it's, there's something quite cool about when you do have a lot of the same influences and appreciate a lot of the same songwriters and stuff yeah. that you can mm. just kind of, um, yeah, just like gel and, and it doesn't feel forced or anything. You just get it. So Yeah. yeah. So wow. after that session, how long before the song becomes like your newest single? 
So we, what happened? We, we actually played it live um, in Dunedin at the Dunedin Arts Festival earlier this year. And that was when I sort of knew that I wanted to record it, but I wasn't sure what the next kind of like six months was going to look like for me. So I knew that I was going to do it. But after we played it that night, I was like, we need to get this going. Like we need to record it now. And I knew that it was something that I wanted to I wanted it to be the first thing that came out since my kind of hiatus because it's something that's really important to me so I felt like the right direction and so we yeah got into the studio actually days before the second lockdown so it was really good timing because we were able to get into the studio with her awesome band and um yeah put it put it all together and working with her as a producer was just so awesome and she has produced some of her own work recently but before that she's never kind of like taken the reins before so I felt really lucky to be kind of part of that first chapter of producing for her um and then yeah we mixed it and everything while we were in lockdown which was kind of a blessing because I had lots of time to listen back to the mixes and then we decided to add on um Kaylee Bell as another country artist um, and like dear friend she's the backup vocals yeah yeah so there's like a choir at the end which is my little sisters first and then Kaylee and another really good friend from Australia Fanny Lumsden and my dad is on there as well um so we just kind of did that from our our houses wherever we were and whatever we were doing I think Fanny's was recorded she was like eight months pregnant and she's in a caravan or something in Western Australia. So it was like from all over the place, getting their voices on it. And we just had time to really, yeah, put that whole kind of dream concept together and the time to do it. And yeah, it wasn't really too long after that, that we started teasing it and (laughs) and then put it out. Yeah. Cool. I guess in like a, in well, today's climate with that was like a really important song to put out. And it's kind of nice that you could share it with, like a bunch of really strong independent women as well. Yeah, and like Kaylee is someone who very much grew up in the same kind of scene as I did and has been someone that's been a real, again, like a real guiding light for me. Um, And I've toured with Fanny a lot and she and Tammy actually are kind of the two people that I've seen. They've got families as well and they, like when I toured with Fanny, we had like the bass player, the mandolin player, me... Fanny, Fanny's husband and the baby, like all in the same caravan. So it was like, <laughs> it was just so, uh, yeah, more than just liking their music. It's about like they, um, yeah, really have, I think, like carved a path that I would quite like to also walk down. So cool. it's pretty cool to have them. Oh my God. One day there's going to be someone that's talking about you yeah. like this. I see <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Was it always a duet? Like when you were writing it, was it? Did you have in mind that it would be a duet, or was that something that happened after? Because it's so stunning, like your voices together are chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Yeah. So <laughs> beautiful. I think we did. I don't know that we ever had a conversation about it, about it being a duet. But when we mm. did the demo and shared it with everybody um, at the end of that day, I believe it was pretty much exactly the same. I think so. Yeah. Um, and I always knew that I wanted her to be on it for the reasons that I've just talked about, that mm. she, um, especially in the last couple of years, like she's been so outspoken about the way that women are treated um, and just like general, the song in particular is talking about sexual misconduct, but in general talking about um, artists not getting paid fairly and things like that. She's been such mm-hmm. a hugely powerful force in the music industry in that way. So um, yeah, it was just like so 
yeah, goosebumpy <laughs> for yeah. me to have her to be part of it. So I'm just, yeah, really grateful she was on board. Yeah. Do you think it was almost like cathartic, like writing it? Was it, or was it, I don't know, what was the vibe when you were writing it? Because it's heavy subject matter and it's something yeah. like the words are so something that every like person who's felt uncomfortable yeah. at times can relate to. Mm. I just like think it's so clever the way you've done it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's heavy. Like yeah. it was writing it. We, I remember when we broke for lunch. We kind of just like walked out of the room. We we're just like a little bit frozen. And yeah. Um, but when we started the conversation about it, I was actually talking about my little sisters and the tour that I sort of mentioned before that they'd never been. We'd played lots of shows together, especially like regionally and in Gore and stuff together. But they had never been in a situation where you're like driving for however many hours and then you're going into a venue and you don't know anyone, it's all unfamiliar and um, you're packing up gear late at night and car parks and things like that. And that's been like my reality for years. And Mm. um, I've been really lucky that um, I've had a lot of people around me that have kind of protected me or just like made me feel safe about those situations. But um, I didn't really ever think about how some of those environments that aren't safe and have people in them that don't make people feel safe, that Mm. it's one thing to be me going into it and me kind of being, I guess, responsible for just myself and how I feel. But when I was watching them as 17-year-olds walking in and and knowing that actually that person was making them feel uncomfortable, it was like a whole nother level of... Mm. I can't even describe it. It was like I felt like a mother bear or something. Like I was just... All of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I'm actually responsible for them in this because it was just me. I was essentially the tour manager and stuff. So I was, yeah, really thinking about how I could... I really wanted them to have such a magical time and thankfully they did, you know, mm, like I think mm. that they would say that as well, that it was so much fun and we met awesome people, but that's what inspired the start of the song. I just said, I really want to write something about kind of an open letter to them. Mm. Um, but obviously also with all of the um, news and media coverage that had come out and all the amazing women who had come forward in the past year, it was sort of like front of mind for us. So it ended up being a song that's not just for Nicola and Megan, but for me, I guess, yeah, when I sing it and when I think about it, it is, um, yeah, it's like for them. Um, but it's also for me. It made me think about my younger self and how actually there were lots of situations that I would never want anyone to be in that I was in and stuff mm. like that. So it was cathartic. It was like kind of traumatic at the same yeah. time, you know, like reflecting on some of those experiences was, um, yeah, pretty heavy. Um, mm. But yeah, I think the more that we talk about it, the better, I guess. It sounds kind of cliche, but I think the past year and the music industry has shown that that is actually true. Like, there's a reason that's a cliche is because it does actually help. So yeah, yeah, totally. And also, like, mothers could play your song for girls and that would open up a conversation around it because it's not always easy to be like, right, let's sit down and let's talk about this. You know, it could be them listening to it together and then, then saying, hey, well, actually, this is something you need to think about. And it can be relative to anyone's jobs and, and lives. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's not just about, you know, we were really inspired by um, what had come out in the in the music industry, the woman who had spoken up in the music industry. But um, I know it's just like a young girl in the world, you know, mm. in general. And I was thinking about those situations some situations that I've been in um, that the song is about that has nothing to do with music. So I think it was, it is, um, yeah, it's relevant to the music industry, but I agree that it's not, you know, I've got so many 
friends, or everybody does. Everyone's got friends and yeah. sisters mm. and cousins and whatever that have had terrible experiences. So yeah, it's um yeah pretty like close to the bone. I yeah. Guess. <laughs> yeah. How yeah. did it then feel like releasing it into the world? Yeah, it was like there was a lot. There was it was heavy as well. Like yeah. I think initially I was so proud and I am still like so so proud but in the weeks following like, I had a lot of people um reach out. Some of them were I did a couple of shows and people came up to me afterwards and like told me their their stories mm. and their experiences and I didn't really think about how cuz I'm very open about it when I'm talking about it on stage and when I'm singing it. And so often when you sing any song about whatever, if someone relates to it, they come up and they tell you their story about whatever it is that happened to them, which is so, like, it's one of my favourite parts of life is having that mm. chat and having that exchange and, like, relating. But I hadn't really thought about how um, those stories aren't nice. So, yeah. yeah, it was just, like, heavy, those kinds of things. But it was just so, yeah, wonderful to see so many people share it and people kind of like of all ages it wasn't something that just appealed to young girls or just appealed to like older people or whatever so it's the first time I've released something I guess that's kind of um political I guess yeah it's political but in a I write a lot about you know my life and and my family and traveling and things like that but it's the first time that um yeah it just felt like a different kind of statement so it was a bit scary (laughs) but um yeah really proud and it was really cool to, to have the um, release journey with Tammy as well you know we were both like texting each other and and calling yeah. each other and stuff like that so it was cool to have um someone to celebrate with I guess yeah totally with it being yeah. um a different type of narrative I guess um, that's a good way to put it to... that's what I was trying to say <laughs> <laughs> is this something that uh you'll like continue with for future releases yeah I think um it's, yeah, it's really interesting the way that um, when I'm playing it, the way that people are responding is like even people's body language. Sometimes they feel a little bit uncomfortable initially or, um, yeah, really, I guess usually I'm, I'm writing about like my mum and dad and like missing home and stuff. So people, I guess it's often, I hope, like happy, you know, people are like smiling back at me and stuff. And so the whole experience of it has been quite um, altering about what, I want to do with music and just making me think about yeah what what these songs that I'm you know putting out into the world and playing to people and putting in people's faces on social media and stuff what they actually mean and that kind of thing so I definitely think that it's kind of given me the courage and Tammy definitely is part of why I have got that courage now to like talk about that kind of thing um and yeah I think it will be something that I do continue yeah cool (laughs) that's awesome have you only performed it the once together or um we did also perform it in Gore at um at Tussock Country Festival so we um at the yeah Country Music Awards we we did perform it there with my little sisters as well which was really cool um and we hope to be doing it lots in the future yeah um, yeah a bit of a pause on that right now (laughs) yeah (laughs) have you found moving to Wellington hasn't brought on song inspiration yeah, I have. I think the first little while I was like getting used to the new job and mm. um, just 
like driving in London is a little bit different. Oh, yes. no. Do you know how to parallel park? Yes, I do. Oh, actually. Oh, God. It changes the yeah. game. <laughs> it does. My mum always said if you can drive in Dunedin, which is she, where she went, to, uh, learned to drive, you oh, can yeah. drive anywhere in New Zealand. Oh, that's good. It's also the same as in Wellington. Okay, yeah. You can drive anywhere. I feel good now. It's funny. You get used to it. Like, yeah. Initially, I was like, how do I do this? But now I'm like, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I think initially there was just a lot of adjusting and like finding a flat and all that stuff was taking over. But I feel like I'm getting in a bit of a um, routine now and yeah, making nice. time to write. And I guess there's, there's a lot of time that we're not gigging at the moment. So mm. um, yeah, some days I'm like, this sucks. Everything sucks. And then I'm like, okay, how am I going to use this productively? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think it's um, yeah a balance between those two things, but I am getting back into writing. Cool. Practice. I guess it's exciting that there's like a whole community of people just mm. like waiting for you to meet as well, like here in Yeah, Wellington. I have felt, I played a couple of gigs. Um, I had a tour with a UK-based duo that have kind of lived here um, for since lockdown happened. They got stuck here and they were touring. And so when I just moved to Wellington, we had a couple of gigs of a big tour that everything was cancelled except like the Wellington shows but they were really great so that was cool Mm. and um just at that gig like I um met musicians and uh, an awesome poet and um got like asked out for brunch automatically and like met people and realized I don't think I've really felt that before to be honest like just that they're like okay cool you do artsy things let's go do this (laughs) so yeah I'm really excited to yeah meet more people and and connect with more people Cool. I love it. I yeah. love Wellington. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, pretty of like two minutes and I'm like, it's the best place in the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that well, doesn't change. No. no it doesn't, doesn't change. Except some days you'll be like, Like today the is weather. wind. Yeah. I was like, get me out of this yeah. city. Yeah. But then you'll be like, I don't live here for the weather. I don't live here yeah. for the weather. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, so totally. Now something um also very important that we need to ask you about is Red Taylor's version. <laughs> How are you feeling about it? How did you listen to it? We're assuming you're a Swifty, obviously. Yes, you're assuming right. Yes. <laughs> um, how to listen to it? I listened. The, I listened to all too well. Ten minute version. That was like the first thing. I'm so pretty sure it's time yeah. people were like straight. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I started listening to it and then realised that I was not focused and not in the appropriate environment. So I actually listened to it um, in the car and just <gasps> drove great. around. And was just it raining? Really, yeah. It was oh raining. It my was. god! That's amazing. <laughs> it's like perfect timing yeah. for it, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I love it. That album. It's actually older than I thought it was when I. It's like 2014 or something. Which yeah, yeah. It's funny. I re- like. I was very young in 2014, so it's funny that at the time I was like, "This is so relatable." And I'm like, "Was it?" <laughs> but, um, yeah, no. It's it's um, such a big. I don't know for so many people. Red in particular was like such a big album. So totally. and I love listening to the new. Um, the new tracks are so cool. I've really enjoyed listening to the Vault stuff. So, yeah, big fan. They're all really great, those songs from the Vault. Yeah. Like, I understand why they weren't on the original album. But... Yeah, same. Yeah. So good. And did you watch the short film? Yes, I loved it. And oh. I just, I'm so deep in all the like conspiracy theories. <laughs> I, I know, saw, me too. <laughs> like, TikTok, my TikTok is just there's nothing except Taylor Swift. Same. <laughs> and like them finding, I saw someone found like a um, little Wonderstruck perfume like in the back. Like it's yes. so small and it's in the back. I'm like, why are you so small? Also, apparently the crest, like this is maybe not oh. true, but apparently the crest on the window when she walks in and puts the scarf there is yeah. the Gyllenhaal family crest oh 
unconfirmed it could be fake news i don't want to say it's real but i did see that online and i was like wow is she i mean i wouldn't put it past her no no well she has said that she like hasn't thought about how like her past loves are gonna like feel about this it's not about their feelings Mm. so also this um troll messaged john mayer and he is next well exactly she would they were like um like answer me you bitch or something and then john replied and was like hey like it's john like i just chose your message out of like a lot to reply to like i've been getting a lot of messages about this today like do you really want me to die? Like, is that really what you wish for me? And they were like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, no, I did not want you to die. And he was like, it's all good. It's just like, like I am a person on the other side of this message. So it's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I won't, I know it won't happen, (laughs) but I want it to be dear John featuring John Mayer. And they've just had this amazing like chat, like all several chats. And then like, it's not, they're not friends, but they're fine. Mm. And like he just comes and does that guitar line because it sounds like a John Mayer song. Mm. That's what I want. I know it won't happen, but and like fair enough, he probably <laughs> did really hurt her. Like I get it, and I'm yeah. not like standing up for the patriarchy at all. But I just yeah, it was real crazy that yeah, it has been interesting watching. Like I read some of the comments that people were putting on like Jake's stuff, and I'm like. Guys, I know. I think we can love this song and relate to it, and and know that it's amazing, and not be mean. Yeah, (laughs) I think wishing dead. Yeah, yeah. I think some of it is. It's just yeah, been interesting to watch. Like, I just wouldn't want to be Jake at the moment. I know. know. There was a billboard that was like, "Return her scarf, Jake," or something like that. He just (laughs) needs to like admit it. So that we can all move on. He should just post a far- photo of the scarf and be all like, with like an <laughs> envelope, <makes> like <laughs> so good, oh my God. so yeah. good. I love it. I love it. There's too much to say. Um, shall we do the mantra? Yes, we shall. Okay. Two thousand and one to two thousand and eight. There ain't a song that we hate. Now, Jenny, this is the moment where all of our lovely guests. Add a song to our playlist because, yes, 2014 was iconic in music, but we think 2001 to 2008, or like thereabouts, was even more iconic. Mm-hmm. Do you have a song to add to our playlist today? I do. When I, I was like, I don't even know, like, I don't remember what. <laughs> well, you were very young. Yeah. I was, I was a baby, and so I looked up, like, hits of 2000, whatever, and um, the first one that yeah really jumped out at me, I was a big Miley fan, still oh, am, yeah. and, and Hannah Montana had a large influence on my life. <laughs> and um, See You Again came yes. out, I yes. think, in, I think 2008, I'm pretty sure, so yes. sort of right at the end, but um, yeah. Um, I, I feel very strongly about that yeah. era. <laughs> it's so good. I remember seeing that music video for the first same. time and being like, whoa. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Miley yeah. is here. And yeah. everyone wanted to be Hannah. Like, everyone yeah. wanted to, like, still go to school but also yep. be a pop star. Yeah. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for coming over today and sharing your story and the story about Trouble Finds a Girl with us. Um... As we've said, it's a gorgeous song and we really hope everyone gets out there and streams it and engages with 
all of your music and comes to see you when you can go on tour. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <You're not. laughs> yes, and buys the merch because it's really cute. So cute, the tote bag. Oh, yes. Yeah, so yes. I did. I had a tour with um, Tammy. It was all sort of lined up that the song was going to come out and then we were going to tour and it was going to be magical. And it was still magical, but there was no tour. And the day, the day that the tour was cancelled, the boxes of merch arrived at my oh, husband. No. I was like, oh, no. I like my mum and I was like, I can't do this. But it turns out I can. So yeah. it's, it's all fine and I'm, I'm here and I've just got lots of t-shirts. <laughs> um, but yeah, there is merch and it's been super fun talking to you. It really has been. So. Yay. Oh, thank you. We'll see you around. Yeah. Definitely. Well, and everyone follow Jenny at Jenny Mitchell Music. Thank you. And stream... Trouble finds a girl everywhere now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>